0: Hello and welcome to the Potter's Podcast on a mix week where fortune and disappointment hit in the same week and unfortunately last week the podcast was a nightmare, it was a great one, me and Ange talking absolute fire after the horrible displays and as we talk about it, hello Angela, how's your day gone?
1: I mean, if everybody wants to know, Ian forgot to press the record button. No, he didn't. He had a technical issue, and it was really good. Uh, the best thing that's happened this weekend, Ian, is that the women's match hasn't kicked off because the pitch is flooded. So uh, at least we can't have lost on both sides of the pitch, although we probably would have won quite comfortably today against Files. Um, so do you want to have a very quick recap about the QPR match,
0: which brought us great relief? well yeah i mean i was quite impressed by the midweek game to be fair i thought we pressed the game well i thought we did okay again no cutting edge but bigger popped up didn't he yeah i mean a lovely headed pass i'm sure it was
1: uh, headed for goal but he got on the end of it and the last 20 minutes i thought were a little bit hard in mouth but we proved that we got the character and those three points we were six points ahead of qpr and of course, yesterday means we're three points ahead, because they go and have a great win. I don't know how they really managed that, although we did the same at Bristol. And I'm now getting very concerned,
0: Ian, I don't know how you feel. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a good performance, though, wanted. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we just haven't got any fire firepower, have we? But I don't mind containing games like we did against QPR, and we nearly did against Coventry, which we'll go into next, obviously. But... You know, I thought we contained the play well. Too much passing around for me, but we got it done and we got a point. And I don't mind scraping out nil-nils and the odd win here as long as it keeps us in the division. It did bring a bit of optimism, because honestly, I went that that QPR game thought we were going to get battered, to be honest. It's a good job people weren't listening to last week's, because we were having a massive rant, weren't we? Uh, well, I thought it was really productive
1: and- honest, and that's, I think, what every supporter wants. Yesterday, if you look at it in the cold light of day, because obviously we're coming on to that now, um, we'd have got a point if it hadn't been for a, a mistake that Hoover made, which, unfortunately, you tell kids of nine and ten not to do that, and we it, it, can't done it on purpose, but it was very costly yesterday, and um, we just got, we're reverting to passing the ball backwards and sideways and inviting teams on to us again, and I'm quite concerned when, uh, or You know, Nathan Lowe's been given an extended contract another four years, I think it is, and everybody's saying he's the next great thing. He quite clearly is not ready at the moment. I think it's unfair on him. But more importantly, what does that say about some of the other players like Vidigal, Wesley, Manhurst, that he's starting before? I'm a bit concerned about uh, all the constant changes, and I know he's doing it for a reason. I just don't quite understand what the reason is. So do you want to get the player ratings underway?
0: Well we will but just before we do that we're just going to have a little bit of a sneak peek, we're going to go into why uh, these players aren't playing at the moment and it's, it's all starting to slowly get leaked into what's happening behind the scenes, well what we think is happening behind the scenes, we can't concrete it because it's just somebody I who works at the ground who's told me things. Right so yeah we're going to the Coventry game and the stats read as thus. Stoke 49% possession to Coventry's 51. We had 13 shots to their nine. We had one on target, which was from about 40 yards. They had three. Corners, we won five to four. And Fouls were back in charge hands, back winning again. Another win, 13 to 10. (laughs) So I'm happy with that. At least we're winning somewhere. Right, now we go into the first player rating. And we go in with... I'll be honest. Man of the match, Jack Bottom. Well, I
1: thought he made that great save uh, very early on. Um, and for the goal, he can't blame him for the goal. Uh, who was just left? Everybody was. Well, there was nobody else about. Um, I don't think he's great with his kicking, but I have to say, I I think he's uh, on a par with Iverson. Uh, and I'm not going to give him many decent marks. So for me, he's one of
0: the better marks. Although he didn't have a lot to do, their keeper had nothing to do, six. Yeah, I go with a six. I thought bottomed it. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just a one save, Angie. It was a double save. Yeah, it was a brilliant save. It was yeah. brilliant, to be honest. And I've been calling for him to come back in because I'll be brutally honest, Alex Neal's number one picker, Iverson has not impressed me at all. Um, yeah. he, he looks a bit unshaky. He doesn't talk enough for me, Iverson. Angin, uh, there's a, there's another podcast who thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. I don't agree. I've got to be honest. So I go over six. It was my man of the match, but that doesn't really say a lot for me. But we go into the next man in a, a different position. Was it more of a right midfielder, right wing back? I'm not sure where he was playing, but that was Gooch. I thought he's. I, th- I think he's quite good going
1: forward. I mean, he was all right defensively. I, I thought it was probably one of his best games. In fact, I'd say it was his best game as a as a back or a wing-back, but that doesn't really mean a great deal because we're not doing well, are we? So, um, i will give him a six as well.
0: I'll go with a five for Ginch. I wasn't impressed with his, his energy. He was getting up and down the wing. He was pressing. He was trying to make things tick. But, yeah, he was being left with far too much to do. He couldn't put the ball in as much as he wanted to do. The stats really go with that. The, there was no really good, deadly ball. There wasn't any clever passing other than to the man next to him, which tends to be the entire team. But I do like him there. Whenever he's played right wing-back, I have actually been impressed with him. And is this another case where we've brought in a player perfect for Nathan Jones, but not like him in that role? I do like him as a wing back. I think it does suit him a bit better because he can press with the midfield. He can push forward with them. I thought he overlapped well from the balls that were coming into his feet. But again, it's the same problem, isn't it? There was not enough quality there. And towards yeah, the end, absolutely. there was a lot of desperate balls from Thompson where he was putting, where he thought he was a left footed player and spraying balls all over yeah. the place. And yeah. it's leaving us it's leaving us looking desperate. and You can see Schumacher putting his head in his arms going, what are you doing in these final balls? I don't know if um, it's nervousness or you, you just don't have the quality. I mean, over the season, you obviously find this stuff out, but it's disappointing, isn't it, with some of the balls that are coming in and Thompson oh, was one well on. Shocking. Shocking. Right, so now we move into, oh, have to say his name, Hoover.
1: Yeah. Um, the nicest thing I can say about Herbert is he's always got a mistake in him, isn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: He's a, he's a bit like the centre arcs, You just wait for the mistake. But I thought it was something that you would you would teach kids in nine and ten not to do what he did yesterday. Um, I thought he was really quite poor, and I didn't like him. He did what he did. I, he cost us the game. I, I know he didn't do it on purpose, but he's cost us the game, and. Um, the sad thing is, he wasn't supposed to be playing. If it hadn't been for a last-minute
0: call on one of our centre backs, but I'm going to give him a four because I think he did all right in the first half, but just all right. Uh, I'll go three. For for, to be honest with you, I don't understand why we kept hold of him. To be honest, he's been poor all season, so flaky yeah. in and out of matches. I thought yesterday that I don't understand what he did though because he was in complete control of the ball. he had had space all around him and then he just does something that a person who's kicked the ball for the first time would do puts it way too far in front of himself but I'll be honest Coventry's movement from that was brilliant one pass, one flick, bang in in he goes a man who we didn't think was good enough to sign we thought Ryan May was a better player because we were very heavily linked to Ellis Sims at the start of the season and I think that's now his 11th goal for Coventry yeah and that's the unfortunate
1: thing
0: striker that can score, something that we don't do. We buy strikers that don't score. I know, we, we love it when they hit no goals a season, don't we? You know, Dwight Gale, for Absolutely. example. We love it when they narrowly put it wide, consistently. <laughs> That's what we like. <sighs> I wish you were true, but it isn't what we like. Right, now let's go into Wilmot, who was a lot better. A lot better. I thought, I thought he did alright. Um, I
1: don't think he was... Listen,
0: he wasn't, he wasn't that convincing for me, uh, but he was, dare I say, average, um, so I'm going to give him a five. I'll go over six for Ben Wilmott. I mean, compared to what's been happening with him recently, I thought he's come sort of back into the team, and he did. I thought he did all right, to be fair. Defensively, we were quite good against Coventry. It was just a mistake that cost us the game, really, because I thought we were the better team as well.
1: Yeah, well,
0: to be fair, he didn't do a great deal wrong, but I'm just not giving out a to them. Oh, you're in one of
1: those moods, Ange. Yeah, I'm in a depressed mood.
0: Well, there's no need, Ange. It'll all be fine, (laughs) says me now. Right, so we're going to Michael Rose against his former club. Yeah, um, I, I thought he did
1: okay defensively. I
0: don't think he's the greatest header of the ball. I mean, he had two chances, didn't he? We had, He had two chances where the ball sailed over the top uh, six. Michael Rose, I think the Coventry fans, I think they're missing him, Ange. You know, they, they kept booing every time he touched the ball, so they must miss him if they're booing him. We used, <laughs> we used to do that all the time with Wayne Thomas, but, well, I, I was booing whilst crying because I, I love Wayne Thomas to bits, but, but anyway, we're digressing. Well, I'm digressing. Uh, I thought Michael Rose was... He, he did all right, didn't he? Defensively, he didn't make any mistakes. He was pretty poor in d- distribution. Again, he was a bit come short a few times. I, I don't think he knows the flight of the ball sometimes when he's heading it all over the place.
1: Yeah, no, I
0: agree. Um, but he was okay, so I'll give him a five. Uh, defensively, he did his job, and that's all we can ask for. Well, without defending... We've been recently, I'll I'll take that every day of the week. Right, now moving into the return, and I thought he played quite well. Josh Laurent. Um, I
1: thought he did okay, but he wasn't that effective, what he did. But I thought he put himself about a bit. He isn't a winger, is he? Um, he links up the play well, doesn't he? Uh, but apart from that, I, I didn't think he was great, so he's getting a six from me.
0: I don't know, I thought he was moving the ball well. I thought he was moving us up the pitch nicely against Coventry. I thought he was doing what Birger did. Not as well, but he was pushing us up and trying to get us more involved. I just think he's, again, he, he lacks that quality and he's similar to a lot of other midfielders we've got where they look for the simple pass which slows everything down rather than either making a solid, skillful run or a clever pass. It seems like there's a real problem with Laurent and Baker. Baker was trying, which we'll go into next, but Laurent, I thought, he was missing in certain points, but I did like how he moved the ball forward. I thought it was a nice return, to be fair. I thought he did okay. So now we move into Baker. I thought Baker had a good game, actually.
1: I I, I thought he never stopped trying. Uh, he put himself about a, a bit. Listen, none of were But he sort of has the odds drift in and out. He, he's um, he's one of those that he has ten minutes first. Having said that, um, his corners were pretty effective. I thought. I thought he's he put in a couple of very good corners. I think he's getting better, and um, he's getting a six and a half from me.
0: Six and a half. Eh, uh, I'll go with i going for six. Actually, I was impressed by Becky. I-, I was because I- you know what I, I mean. Last season, I-, I I wanted him gone, but he's come back in. He's done all right, to be fair. At least he's at least he's trying to look forward with the ball, which is what I like to yeah. see. He was trying to make things happen because every time it went to Cundle, who who's going to next? It, it was loosey passing where he- I it- 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 tell you what it was like watching Messi, Inieste, in buskets at their peak except just passing amongst themselves honestly i think sometimes the way we play it's like we're watching a training game the way they just pass between each other beautifully but when it comes down to any invention or a creative pass to get us away or get gooch in a nice position or bring another one into a more attacking play it seems like they pass Move slightly to the left or right, or back, and then pass again, and no one's, no one's it's the movement that's my issue.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true.
0: And Baker, I thought he was the better of the three, so he, get, he gets a six from me. Right, now moving to Cundall. I thought he had his best game for Stoke, because uh, last week we weren't too sure about him, although
1: nobody will ever hear that podcast. I thought he ran and ran and ran, and I thought he trapped back really well too, as well as doing his pressing. Uh, but the problem for me is, like everybody, there's no real killer thing in the last third. I mean, we have nobody that looked like doing a killer pass or anything yesterday. Uh, but he is going to be my man of the match with seven. Wow i knew you'd be happy
0: with that i just can't believe it Andrew. you've been wanting him out since since he's come in
1: <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was the best person yesterday
0: and I thought I'm not, I only was to be fair. that
1: because i'm not going to give the subs a man of the match i just refuse to do it on the principle that you never give him more than five
0: I, I have i've given a nine once <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but drunk that thing. I, I, I don't drink I do. but, but anyway <laughs> we'll go back to it, now Cundall Green had a good game and, he, and I'm hoping this is the turning point to get him into his Plymouth form I thought he was his passing was again a little bit toothless but he was all over the pitch which is what I liked about him he wasn't messing about he was trying to get his in good positions but yeah. he just wasn't being the man in the good position. I thought he linked up with Gooch quite nicely on that side, and when he swapped across to the other, I thought he linked well with Thompson. I think there's a bit of fault with both Thompson and Gooch. I didn't think they bond forward enough with these balls that were pressed forward, because I think they've been told we've got to sit deep because of how poor his defence is. I think that's come from Schumacher himself which I think is fair enough with how poor we've been when we've tried go gun-ho under his tactics. But I thought, yeah, I agree, he gets a six from me, Cundall, and he probably is vice man of the match, but I just thought Bottom with that return, impressed me. Right, so now we go into Nathan Lowe. He's nowhere, in my opinion, he's nowhere near ready. I thought it was really sad that we put him on because it's not going to do him any
1: good. Uh, he did what he did, and in his defence, he had no service at all. I mean, he did a little bit of work off the ball where he was trying to um, to, to, to cover, but to me, he's, he doesn't offer anything in the, in the physical side. I mean, Wesley is a massive person, and he hardly does too, but I just thought he was like a fish out of water, um, and I thought it was cool to play him. Um, I didn't see much. I just didn't see much that made me think he was worthy of a four-year contract, and that might be a horrible thing to say, but
0: he's getting a five off me. Uh, Nathan Lowe. I I know what Nate Schumacher's doing with that with that selection. He's, well, he's throwing out the statement to Ricky Martin, to be honest. Well,
1: you can throw out every statement you like now, but it's not going to be of any use. You've got to stay up
0: Throw your statements out when we've stayed up. No, yeah, but you can't throw a statement out. You can't go, I'm playing Nathan in this friendly. <laughs> this is your fault, Ricky. He's <laughs> monkeys, is he? Well, yeah. I sort of agree with you and I think um, he's not ready for this level. He needs a season out on loan, maybe a couple, depending on how that season goes. I'm amazed they'd give this lad a four-year contract over Tez, He You're not. You're not. He gave him a
1: four-year contract. Because you've got to have something exciting to talk about in the January transfer window and it wasn't going to be our signings. And if people see anything any other than that, then I don't I'm not on the same wavelength. There's quite a bit of kidology going on down at Stoke at the moment in terms of recruitment. You can probably enlighten us on what you've heard, but there's absolutely no way that Nathan Lowe, in my opinion, it's
0: better than Emory Tesco. Tezgal. Emory Tesla's gone on load. Why didn't Log go out on load and toughen up a bit too? It's probably because Ricky Bartu looked at it and went, He's a better footballer. No, Ricky. Yeah, sorry, mate. There you,
1: go.
0: there you go, that's probably what it is. Right, so now we go into the man I've just forgot, and that's Ben Pearson. Yeah, um Yeah, an okay game. I mean I
1: thought against Queen's Park Rangers, just going back to that, he was very lucky on the final whistle. He was about to get done for what was a bit of a brutal tackle but the, the ref thought, I'm not getting involved in this, I'll blow the whistle and everything is okay. <laughs> uh, yesterday, I thought, it, it was one of his okay games, he, he covered a lot of ground and, and he also kept the ball. Um, but nothing spectacular for me, he's just a basic player who when he gets beat, he kicks people up in the air, Those six.
0: Yes, you could say he makes positive substitutions and he does move things on Schumacher, but the problem is, I have with him is he makes too many changes. We're in a position now we're in a dogfight and we've just got to go with what we can. And he gets a great performance against QPR, and I know he, he doesn't know the fate of what, you know, nobody expected QPR to bounce back with a win. But he made changes that didn't make sense. I don't understand why Hoover was brought into that position anyway really, to be honest. I, I don't understand it. And then his substitutions seem like they come a little bit too early sometimes. Okay, I, think we, I think it was Blackburn. Remember Blackburn, where we were starting to get back into the game and then he made three yeah. changes and sort of the game went away from us again. And I, The problem I'm having with him is he's clearly having arguments with Ricky Martin but doing it on the pitch. For me, because I don't understand why I put Low in for Ennis, unless he's sending a message to the board that you've brought two strikers in, and I'm having to use a kid because they're both not good enough. Yeah,
1: well, I, I just don't see I know I just don't see the point in making points at the moment like that because we have to stay up. You can't get any other players in. We have to stay up. I, I'm just some of the other teams have got to play each other. For example, Rotherham play. Uh, our dear friends Queen's Park Rangers at the weekend. So there you think Roger well, aren't gonna win that. And then you look at who Huddersfield are playing and you hope they don't win that. We could be in the bottom three on Saturday if everything goes against us. And I genuinely believe if we go in the bottom three we'll find it very difficult to get out.
0: I yeah, I truly believe it. I truly believe you and I I am st- but it's it's all this rumour that's been coming out this week and all these talks of fallouts that have coming out and I think, because it was quite public, that when the third goal went in against Blackburn, Rick, uh, Schumacher looked directly at Ricky Martin. It was covered on Radio Stoke at the time. It's been all over the press. Fans have been talking all over social media. And then, funnily enough, a week later we're being linked with Gareth Ainsworth. Now, I'll be honest with you, if we do sack Schumacher for Gareth Ainsworth, I won't go down the rest of this season.
1: That's not going to
0: happen. That's just rubbish. That's somebody starting rubbish. It probably is somebody starting rubbish because if somebody, if Stoke do that, it's like Rick, it's like uh, Lambert all over again. Let, let's be honest. But yeah, that, that's somebody just stirring trouble and um, people
1: have picked it up. I, I mean, whoever's bothered
0: to think that's real is not. Yeah, I don't think that's real. Like, there might be a possibility of another manager, but it's not going to be Gareth Ainsworth. I'll tell you that right now. A man who fe- who, whose only claim to fame is to nearly get QPR relegated and get Wickham Wanderers relegated from the Championship. Why the hell would we go near him? And, and I thought at the time, I thought, that's just rubbish, to be honest. But yeah. there's been a lot of unrest and messages, like mixed messages, like Vidigal's been bombed out the team. Ryan May's been bombed out the team. Now Iverson, has been bombed out, unless he's been injured or suspended, what's going on with Iverson?
1: He's injured, he got a dead leg when he played um, against QPR on Wednesday and he wasn't fit.
0: What's going on with Vidigal, Haksabanovich and May? Because I know I the training no with the kids.
1: I have no idea at all. I mean, May, we know there's been a disciplinary problem. You can only assume that Haksabanovich and Vidigal aren't showing enough on the trading ground. That's all you can assume. People will turn around and say they've gone in sympathy with uh, my. We will never know. But um, whatever has happened to them, I still go back to saying why you would change your tactics in your lineup against Coventry, who hasn't kept a clean sheet for 12 matches, we went. We played not to lose that match. There's ways of playing not to lose that match, and it certainly isn't having a young lad isolated up front, and having four of your best players on the bench. It it was awful. Um, and they aren't that good. And they might be in the playoffs, near the playoffs. They aren't that good. That's what worries me about Stone. I, I don't know. There's lots of people saying Schumacher isn't isn't equipped for this, whatever. Look, Oh, uh,
0: Ricky Martin and, and John Coates have employed him, so they must have thought he was. I just wonder where we're going from here now. I really do. Right, yeah, I, I get what you mean, because he, he clearly went out for a draw, and he's been doing that at the start of the season, wanting to try and maybe settle his plan in, and then he released his plan, and we got battered every week. So he's gone back to type, and he? He's gone back to just not losing the game. And to be honest, I don't really mind that. Because I'd rather us not lose any more games. And if it wasn't for a mistake, we wouldn't have lost that game. We would have got a point. And I would have been quite happy with that, a win against QPR and a draw against Coventry. Because Coventry are a good team. But I don't get the changes. I don't get why he's brought Nathan Low in. I didn't get now, why... you say that. Ian, you say that. And as much as I didn't get the changes either,
1: Coventry made six
0: changes. But they're flying, so, Ange. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but they made six changes for the same reason as us. It was a three-game week. Um, some people say our bloke's not strong enough, he's lost the plot, he can't so uh, They did no different than us. And if we hadn't have made that horrible mistake, we'd made a draw with the team that's sixth in the league. So I don't think he's too far away, but he has to learn. We cannot make another seven or eight changes against Cardiff, purely to God.
0: No, because they're starting kick back in, aren't they? As well, Cardiff. To be to be so fair, they've, they've they've made some good signings in January. They have not done die. I don't know what they're doing thinking there, but they just signed Turnbull, aren't they, from Celtic? Yep. So uh, I'm scared of them now. <laughs> oh. Robbins?
1: Yeah.
0: Why didn't oh. we go for Robbins? from Coventry? Well, I'll, I will
1: ask this question. If you're. And I think Robbins is a good manager, right? If you're a top-class manager, like the ones people were pretending were going, or hoping were going to come to Stoke, like Santo, Nuno Espirito Santo, right? If you're a manager like that, and then you sit at Stoke with great facilities, and you sit in front of our current technical director and our chair and I'm assuming that one of them does the first interviews and then the other one comes in, would you be enthralled by those two people?
0: And if I can't an stand a... them.
1: Right. <laughs> so you're an absolutely top class manager, you will think, OK, well, John Coates, he's the chairman, he's got a ruck of money, so, yeah. I'll have backing all the way. Because scope, whatever you think, we throw money to the managers, the technical directors, the head coaches, they will give them the keys to the castle. So they'll go with the John Coates. The point I'm getting at is, if you are sitting looking at a man who you don't think is good enough to be in that position, or you wonder how good he's been elsewhere, because you'll check their track records the same way as they're tra- tracking yours. checking yours, I'm not so sure that a really, really top-class manager would join us other than if he couldn't get anywhere else and come for the money, right? With the current setup, with the current people just below John, right? So I think straight away there, you've lost out on some of the people that people would like us to look at. Then you think, okay, well, if I'm in the position influencing who's coming in and I'm not the owner then I will want to deal with people who aren't any better than me or might be slightly inferior to me in knowledge and understanding so that I can still have a control over what happens at this football club. And I think that's what's happened this time.
0: Yeah, because something happened. Because I, I knew full well DeSanto Santo was down stoke. I know full well because I've got a video for of me two weeks in there. I'm not going to say because I don't want him to get sacked, but he sent me a video of him in, in the ground. So he was. He was interviewed. He was there. So yeah. the the thing is that from what I understand is that he didn't want to sign for Stoke as managers because he wanted guarantees he could buy five players and bring his backroom staff in. And yeah, well, wasn't
1: going to get that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Daughter, Basically, yeah. Ricky Martin because he thought he was overriding him and let's be honest there's nobody more important than Ricky Martin is there?
1: Well not in his eyes but it's very easy to just just blame the technical director there's more going on than than we know of at the moment
0: Oh I know there's Uh, there's a lot lot of. one thing I
1: would say is the team that finished the game yesterday with the exception of Thompson who obviously can't play uh, should be the
0: one that starts at Cardiff well we're going to go into Cardiff now because it's going to be entertaining right so we've got Cardiff next and which is another return of Alan Ramsey unless he's injured again I, I don't know I've not really been I've not really heard much of Cardiff this season to be honest apart from they've just thrown a load of money out in January they've bought and die he might be returning
1: Oh, God. What? what?
0: So, uh, w- what do we think of this one? Because I'm scared, Ange, of Cardiff this time. And you know I hate Cardiff. You know you know I can't stand them. We all, we all hate Cardiff. It's, it's
1: in your blood, a bit like we all hate Arsenal. But um, we won't have had a three game week, so the energy levels should be good. Will our performance be better than it was on Saturday, yesterday? It's got to be. It's got to be better. Uh, do I think he'll make many changes to the personnel? I think he'll probably make another three or four changes. He's to make one with Thompson. He'll probably bring Iverson back in. I oh, wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, but it's it's
0: a massive game, as you've said. Right, so we're going to go but in with predictions on this, hand Because, I mean, I wouldn't change the team. I'd bring Bergeret back in. I'd probably put Chamadou in on the right rather than Gooch. I don't know how McNally's doing because I thought he wasn't too bad against QPR to be honest, but again, it's a it's a big mystery how that defence is going to work. We've got to stay strong. I think Pearson will have to stay in and Berg will have to play a role I don't really like exceeding play, which is a more advanced midfield role, but we've got to contain it. I'm hoping for a 0-0 draw. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I think we'll be lucky to scrape
1: a draw. I would be- say we'll keep a clean sheet so i have be looking at one each but the one thing I will say is by now he should know his core of 14 or 15 players out of which he's going to make his start in 11 we, he's had long enough now to know that I'm just hoping that he does know and he's going to stick with those players
0: yeah, well he should don't know by now I mean I know he's only been in there two, three months but he should have a bit of a spine by now The problem is he's inexperienced I'm hearing a load from players who are leaking slight things here and there that they think he's inexperienced and they don't. a lot of the players don't know what they're doing and I can see that with the way Hoover looked and the way Junior looked when he came on the pitch he all sort of looked, looked round like where do you want me I think even at one point he did look at, at Schumacher as in you want me here and it, it's that that's a bit of a problem for me so he's under pressure now and he's without question he's under pressure we cannot if he has a pasting they might be starting to look for a new manager
1: yeah
0: and i think that will make the club look completely idiotic okay well we, we can't Ange, how far could we fall really <laughs> we can't fall any okay. further Okay, we, we can't fall any. I mean, we are a laughing stock of the championship. I spoke to a Plymouth, I spoke to a Plymouth fan. He goes, "What have you done to Schumacher? He's, he's gone grey. Yeah. I said, "Why did he have hair?" He goes, "I swear he had black hair when he was hit to keep Plymouth." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it must be a really tough time for him at the moment
1: because um, he won't have expected it to have been this bad, uh, and and everybody expects it to. I, think, I don't know whether I'm just thinking, yeah, we'll get out of this because I'm a Stoke fan, or, or do I genuinely think we'll get out of it? Uh, the one thing I will say is at some point they have to consider reintroducing Ryan Mai, and that's just to put an end to some of the, the rumours about you know people being out in sympathy with him. I don't. If he's done wrong, then he has to serve whatever they've decided, but I understood he didn't play that great when he played for the under-20 last week which brings me on to tomorrow there's another under-20 whatever game and I guarantee you that Vidigal, uh, Mai and probably another player will be in that starting
0: 11 which comes to show that it's been a disaster hasn't it when we're putting players that have cost an absolute arm and a leg and against his youth players in their first season, it doesn't look good on on Ricky Martin, does it, to what he's brought into the club.
1: No, I mean, you can just pick on Haxabanovich, right? I mean, Haxabanovich disappeared in the same way as DJ. Misses a penalty, isn't on the bench for the next game, isn't on on the bench for this game. It's, um, It's just a bit of a strange way we're going about things there aren't many teams that would have a 3 million and a 4 million pound player not even in their squad you know um, you'll have Campbell, Vidigal Mai and probably Haksabanovic playing in the youngsters game tomorrow night what does that say to you?
0: it says it's failed Ange this five year plan has failed in month nine Yeah. that's what it says to me
1: well, if Ricky Martin comes on and says they haven't yelled, I'm sure somebody will hit him. And while we're on that point, uh, hasn't it gone quiet? You know, the the, the man with his pillows, et cetera, who has every right to believe in what he does, because he clearly has, uh, he does believe in what he said, hasn't, hasn't been around this last couple of weeks, neither has Jared. So they're either been told to kick a low profile, which is probably better, or they don't know what to say.
0: And I suspect it's a bit of a Well, yeah, I noticed that myself from watching the game back that Jared's and Ricky were there was like a seat in between the coach family and them, which has not which has not been the case over the last few games, and he wasn't there against QPR and he wasn't there on Saturday. So Ooh. Ricky Martin was he wasn't he not, he, not Dublin. Was right no Dublin. John. Dublin, D- Dublin oh, wasn't Dublin. there. I, I, I've never seen Dublin at the match anyway, so I don't know where he sits. Yeah, well, he normally sits right next to Ricky Martin, so in the last two games he had been there. And in Blackburn he was nowhere near, and Ricky Ricky wasn't next to the coach family either. He was so- right behind them, Ricky, Watt,
1: right behind John Coates, Ricky was. <laughs> Something's got to give. I mean, all the toxicity that you're seeing on social forums and um in the media generally about so-and-so's told me this, so-and-so's told me that. We know that a lot of it is rubbish. But normally, if you have a happy that this stuff doesn't get into the media. I've had this for many years, what's coming out now. Rubbish or true, part of it will probably be true, loads of it will be rubbish. It's just an indication that people are not happy behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, it's clear to be seen. People aren't happy, Angela. No, I'm not happy know i am not happy I haven't been happy for years with the way things have been done. We will come back next week happy because we've shock beaten Cardiff thanks to OG again.
1: Well, before we go, right, What's your score. Completely tell me what your score is again.
0: I'm going to go nil-nil. Yeah,
1: you said that. Can you see us keeping the clean sheet?
0: I can't, with the way we played against Carlton, Co, Co, Co- Coventry and QPR, I can see us doing it. But okay. it, it depends. I'm going to go nil nil because I can't see us scoring a goal, Ange. So I can't go 1 1 unless OG pops up again. I, c- I can't see us scoring a goal unless it's a, f- a free kick for Baker or a penalty. Or, as I say, own goal pops up for us again. He's our top goal scorer this year, Ange. OG. Yeah. A bit of a worry. <laughs> of a worry. <laughs> I'm terrified because I think Vale are going to stay up as well. We don't want to drop. I can't. I can't cope if we drop. I am not being a man running a League One podcast. I cannot do it. I will, but I can't. <laughs> right, before we depress everybody anymore, Ange, let let's call this a day. It's been, it's been an improvement this week, though, auntie it? Yeah, we got three
1: points.
0: but also the performance we haven't been battered is what I'm I'm meaning
1: well and if you look at it realistically one bloke makes a mistake and and we lose three points and I'm sure he'll be mortified because from what I understand he's one of the good guys down at the club but uh, we have to hope that uh, we come back next Sunday and we say well I never saw that coming did you three points that's a relief Everybody for
0: listening. And let's hope Neil Warnock's great words If you've got to die for three points Is mentioned On Saturday